This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Vancouver Island, Canada reports the world's highest incidence of Cryptococcus gadii infection among humans and animals. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Christopher Uwagio about his research on why this is occurring. Dr. Uwagio is an assistant professor in the Department of Geography and Program in Public Health at Florida State University. Welcome, Dr. Uwagio. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Tell me, what is Cryptococcus gadii? Cryptococcus gadii is a fungus that can cause illness in humans and animals. Previously, the fungus was only found in the soil and on trees in specific tropical and subtropical areas of the world, but more recently it has emerged in temperate regions such as British Columbia and the U.S. Pacific Northwest. In British Columbia, the fungus causes approximately 25 human illnesses and four deaths per year. How do people get it? Can people get it from animals and vice versa? People and animals living in areas with Cryptococcus gadii breathe in the microscopic fungus. People cannot contract the disease from infected people or animals. What are the signs and symptoms of infection? C. gadii usually infects the lungs or the central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord, causing diseases like pneumonia and meningitis, but it can also affect other parts of the body. Infected people may experience symptoms like headache, nausea, cough, weight loss, and difficulty breathing. People who are older smoke, take medications that suppress the immune system, or have pre-existing health problems are more vulnerable to disease from C. gadii. The time between C. gadii exposure and experiencing symptoms can vary from as short as one month to as long as three years which can make it difficult to correctly diagnose the infection. The diagnosis can be made by a laboratory testing for the cryptococcal antigen, x-ray of the lung, or examination of spinal fluid. Why did you decide to do this study? Vancouver Island reports the highest rates of new human and animal C. gadii cases in the world. So the goal of our study was to determine how climate influences the presence of C. gadii in the environment. Some have suspected that international trade and travel inadvertently introduced a more potent type of C. gadii to the island, but genomic analysis to date has not supported this hypothesis. In fact, it appears that C. gadii has been present in the Pacific Northwest for quite some time. Some researchers speculate that changing climate could have allowed C. gadii already present in the environment to emerge and expand. However, we don't know enough about C. gadii to hypothesize how it could be affected by climate change. The CDC's Climate and Health Program, led by Dr. George Luber, took the first step to build the appropriate evidence. We partnered with Dr. Karen Bartlett at the University of British Columbia, Sunny Mack at the British Columbia CDC, and the British Columbia Cryptococcal Working Group to study how weather systematically influenced C. gadii populations. These local experts compiled thousands of C. gadii samples from the soil, air, and on trees over multiple years. So please tell us about the study. Sure. Our study produced fascinating results. Weather conditions influence C. gadii concentrations differently in the soil compared to the air and on trees. In the soil, warmer temperatures decrease C. gadii populations. Wind may be a key process that transfers C. gadii from the soil into the air and onto trees, 
Air and tree samples contained higher CGADI levels on sunny compared to cloudy periods. Our study suggests that concentrations of CGADI in the air are greatest on sunny days with moderately windy conditions during August through October. The greatest concentrations and risk for exposure to CGADI in the soil is during relatively cool June and July summer days. Why is Vancouver Island such a hot spot for it? CGADI prefers to live in specific ecological areas, and the climate and geography of Vancouver Island may provide just the right conditions for CGADI to thrive. Specifically, it flourishes in the island's southeastern portion, which is in the rain shadow, that is, the downwind side of the Vancouver Island mountain range. This Goldilocks temperature zone for CGADI is not too cold, with winter temperatures that remain above freezing and not too hot, with mild summer temperatures. How can people protect themselves from getting infected? There are no formal recommendations to prevent T. gadii infection, since the organism can be found in soil and air. However, it is important to know that the disease from T. gadii infection is rare, and that most people breathe in small amounts of many fungi every day, but do not develop symptoms of infection. T. gadii infections can be treated with antifungal medications. Clinicians evaluating patients with suspected pneumonia or meningitis might consider asking about whether they live in or have visited southeastern Vancouver Island, particularly during August through October, when concentrations of CGADI in air are highest. Clinicians should be aware that CGADI is present in parts of Washington, Oregon, and California. Thank you, Dr. Waggio, for joining me today. I've been talking with Dr. Christopher Uwagio about his November 2015 article, Climatic Influences on Cryptococcus gadii Populations, Vancouver Island, Canada, 2002 through 2004. You can read the entire article online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.